Yeah, there was having cheese in your bottom. Having cheese in your bottom. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Ian Whittington, and this week I'm joined by <laughs> fellow Baffle Gabbers Ian Whittington <laughs> and Daniel Cardoso. Hello. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Look, I read what's in front of me. Like, uh, you know. Just- Wait until there? you find the other fun stuff I put in there. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, it is great to be back. Great to be hanging out on BTS. Uh, missed you guys. Um, you guys, as far as I know, did a great job. I did not listen to the episode. So, uh... Oh, ouch. <laughs> that explains so much. That explains why we're still talking. Right. Yeah. I, want, <laughs> I did see a comment, by the way. Maybe we'll get to this in the comment section because I do want a little bit of clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you guys did amazing. Uh, let's get into it, guys. Let's go to the Sinside Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Kicking it off in Commercial Sins World uh, with Brawny Terra Square. Uh, this was a Danae Hughes script uh, about the brawny paper towels and mm. the amazing idea that you could make them smaller. <laughs> amazing. And we couldn't do this already. I didn't. Yeah. Fascinating. It is fascinating. It is wild. Daniel, kick us off. What are some of your thoughts on brawny paper towels in general or this Sins video specifically? Well, I know that they are, uh, in fact, paper towel. It's a product. I didn't get that from the commercial. <laughs> um, where they, I, I think it's made from trees. I, mm. I'm pretty sure that it's like they mush the trees up in like a pot of like hot mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And then they. Like, like a pulp almost. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like a soup or mm-hmm. a stew, mm-hmm. and they they make it flat with like mm-hmm. a rolling pin, and and it's just like one guy just like rolling this, <laughs> this wooden rolling pin mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. this 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 pulp. Uh huh. Yeah. You should really branch out into other things. <laughs> yes, yes, and then they dry it, and then they put it on a on a on like a cardboard roll, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. and then. And then they just sell it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got all that correct. I think all of that is absolutely 100%. Ian, I want to let you know right. I, did, I did catch your pun. Uh, I decided just, <laughs> I just, I just decided to leave it alone. All right. You know, oh, there's, good. I, didn't yeah. want, I didn't necessarily good. want to bring too much. You didn't want it to take root. No, 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 no. Let's, we really need to truncate uh, this, this conversation. Uh, uh, so specifically, anything else you wanted to say? And, and now that, and now that everyone has has left the uh, left the podcast, um, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> paper towel. How does it work? Uh, the, the video was good. Uh, was was probably one of my favorites that I've seen in a while. There's a lot of things that made me laugh really, really mm-hmm. hard. It's really um, funny. I I just I recommend that people go watch it. I don't even really want to like kind of like say some of the jokes just because they were so funny. You should experience them for the first time watching the video. Wow. A Sins but, video is uh, so good. Mm-hmm. Daniel doesn't want to spoil it. Um, I agree. It's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian will spoil it, though. <laughs> oh, I will completely spoil it. Unless Daniel has any that he wants to actually pull out because I will. I'm just going to go and say all of my favorites. <laughs> 
fine. I should ruin all my work. Uh, okay. <laughs> the one I wanted to point out was it just goes, uh, the visuals like it's showing there's like a chart on the paper towel that like shows you how to like tear the different squares and different sizes. And the sin is, ah, yes. Thank you for this chart that shows me the various ways one can tear off squares to make smaller or larger sheets. I was so confused about how tearing along perforations worked until now. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the, uh, the delivery on that one. I think that it, it's perfect and it highlights just uh, how uninteresting this product is. It also highlights this, this thing that, that companies do where they just treat their customers as dumb like it's just and it's it's mm -hmm. throughout like it's the it's and i get it some of us some of us do you know need to know how perforation works apparently but like it's just it's it's always annoying when companies talk down uh i always messes with my brain i always hate it uh ian some thoughts from you oh it's annoying when they invent things that don't need to be invented <laughs> like that was my my favorite thing from you, you guys have a version of dragon's den don't you is it shark tank Oh, sure. Yeah. Shark Tank is a show where they have like inventors come pitch in inventions yeah, and yeah, like, try to get investment. Yeah. We call it Dragon's Den over here. Um, and my favorite like put down from from the dragons is always you have managed to invent a solution to a problem no one has. Mm -hmm. like, and this is exactly what this is like. Someone's very pleased that they added additional perforations when we were all quite fine tearing it. Um, uh, Bounty in England isn't called Bounty anymore. Is it still called Bounty in America? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Ah, oh, we call it. I mean, I'm plenty. not. I'm not studying like the journals of paper towel. <laughs> yeah, are you know, not? You're not no, up to date with that no. peer review. Mm -mm, no, no, but we we call it Plenty now, and it has like a Mask of Zorro kind of mascot, um, and <laughs> called Juan because Juan sheet does plenty. Wow. And it is just, it, yeah, we need to do that commercial. <laughs> wow. UK. Uh -huh. What is going not good. on? Not good. Um, but this, I totally agree, Daniel. This is one of the funniest ones um, I think I've ever seen. It's so, so funny. It has Danae's rage slapped all over it. Just the the, the building not being suitable for the giant. Mm -hmm. Like, the, just the observation that the guitar is big, but not big enough is it's, it's so my good. It's my favorite observation in it's, the video. It's incredible. Yeah. It's so, so true. Like, that is a giant guitar, but somehow not giant enough for him. So where did he get it from? And it, why? He can't, not even as a ukulele, he can't use that. So where is it? It's so yeah. good. Such a great observation. Um, And I just remember the slogan in general just being really, really dumb. Like, what is it? Stay giant? When... The, the whole point of the product is to be smaller and like to not not be wasteful. Yeah, it's uh, what a bizarre bizarre commercial. Um, but yeah, so so funny. I I echo what Daniel said. Go watch it. It's very good. Yeah, definitely watch it. Um, and and the the chat is keeping us honest. Uh, we're not talking about Bounty. We are talking about Brawny. Those are two different uh, paper towel yes, companies. Yes. So which yes. one? Thank uh, you for speaking down to our customers. Aaron. Which which one? <laughs> no, I was acknowledging the chat. Uh, <laughs> Because you you had mentioned Bounty, is it Bounty or Brawny that changed to the incredibly racist uh, paper towel company? Uh, so Bounty, because Bounty okay. is mentioned in this commercial. So oh, as like the, a the Bounty role gets replaced yeah. by Brawny. Um, 
Usually you can't mention by name. I know you can't in England. But you can. Uh, you just, there are certain rules as to what you can say about them before it becomes um, liable. liable. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So you just have to be careful what you can say. Uh, I mean, you can mention real products. Slander. Because libel is written, written, Aaron. Correct. Slander well, is spoken. If it's, on the, if it's written on the screen, would it be libel? I don't know. Uh, then it would be libel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Because it's written. Um, <laughs> there, are, yes. there are some really interesting rules to what advertisers can and cannot say. Um, the one that blew my mind that I just always hold on to is the fact that they can say that their product is best, but they mm. cannot say that it's better, which is yes. a really interesting distinction. Um, yes. So anyhow, it's always interesting stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. I love this too. Highly agree. Go watch it. Um, the uh, the only other one that wasn't mentioned uh, so far was, you know, maybe use a plate for your nachos. Um, you know, it seems like... <laughs> Who's doing that? Who's using a paper towel for nachos? Nobody. Nobody's doing that. Yeah, because that. how are you even heating up the cheese? Like, it, it didn't start on a paper... <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So maybe use a plate for your nachos. Uh, all right, let's move on to TV sins. Uh, hey, guys, we're doing season eight of Game of Thrones. Uh, well, at least the first episode, as far as you know. Um, so, yeah, Game of Thrones Winterfell. Uh, Danae and I writing on this one. This was a Dicer Hughes script. Um, this has been probably, since the start of the channel, the most requested Mm -hmm. thing we've seen is can you please send episode or season eight of game of thrones because it's this beloved show that really fell apart in its <clears throat> final season according to a it's lot of people it's the perfect thing for us to to take up because right. yeah it's it yeah. can be brilliant but it was not <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're wading in uh, to the Winterfell waters, and um, it was interesting. It's interesting going back to this show and kind of re-experiencing it three years later, by the way. Is it crazy that the Game of Thrones... Well, it's only technically one year. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> After what we've been through. Yeah, um, I did see. I think it was somebody in the comments referred to uh, the it being two years ago, and somebody was like, "Nope, uh, it was three years ago." Uh, sorry yeah. about that void year that we all have, or whatever. <laughs> sorry about the blip that happened. That's that's what somebody said in the comments, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's I, that kind of we is our, our the blip. modern blip." Is uh, I, it almost makes me wonder if Disney and Marvel manufactured <laughs> the the, the pandemic. To line up with the damn blip to give them some time to make up phase five. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Right. Somebody's, somebody's going to aggregate that. Somebody's yes. going to aggregate that. Podcast says Disney was behind COVID. Um, that's wild stuff. Anyhow. <laughs> we are not the first people that will have said that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. So, uh, yeah, three years ago and kind of going back into it and just being like, oh, yeah, this is really weird because... Once you get to the end of it, you realize the main issue here is that they had too much to do and not yes. enough time to do it. it. They had to rush through. So the fact that this first episode does nothing is mind-melting. It's mind-melting mm -hmm. that they didn't do some actual plot work, like real work in this first. It's not that there's not character work done, but we know these characters already. We don't need more, like in-depth character work um if there was ever a sh like of all of the shows like ever i have never seen people more willing to do a game of thrones rewatch ahead of a new season it was happening every single year it's like i'm gonna mm. watch seasons one to four to watch five i'll do one to six to watch seven and it just it, it just further 
explains why previous Leons are so freaking pointless. Because this episode one is a previous Leon. It because really is. a previous Leon isn't good enough when you actually need one. But this show didn't need one because we're all rewatching it. We've all binged it. It's ah, what a waste. Yeah. Yeah, and it really is obvious watching this first uh, episode. I enjoyed uh, winking at the idea that Bran would be uh, king eventually. <laughs> um, that was fun. Um, king life cereal. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, shout out to, uh, I think Ian added this one. Shout out to Ian for adding jump mares. Uh, <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was really funny. Uh, as a, the reviewer. It just comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah, th- there's nothing in that moment that requires a jump mask. Yeah. It's one of my. It, it is one of my favorite things that our reviewers get to do every once in a while. Is just kind of throw a couple sins in, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, adapt some things. So that's that's fun. Um, and then I wanted the other thing I wanted to mention before you guys uh, talk about it is uh, th- your reaction, Ian, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. King of the North. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's sin. my top note. Yeah. Oh, My is it? I'm, I'm ex- <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting during the review process because Danae and I both thought this was hilarious. We, you know, and then when reviewing, you're like, I don't get it, guys. Like they're saying North. And it's like, yeah, well, it's it's an accent thing, right? Like it's like to you, it sounds completely normal. And, uh, you know, us Americans are over here going, why do they keep saying North? So um, it's and it's really interesting because like his accent is extremely thick and there are mm-hmm. there are plenty of ways that the north and the south take the piss out of each other constantly like the difference between like they'll say grass and we'll say grass glass glass bath bath mm-hmm. but north is fine <laughs> like we don't argue about north so I was like north he's not saying north he's saying north but he's saying it in a northern accent he's saying north like there's not mm-hmm. king of the north like it's 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 not North. <laughs> so I, just, I, just, I left the comment. I was like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny here, guys. I don't think this joke works. I don't think this is objectively <laughs> true. And, and my note in my, my show prep is just, I vehemently disagree with this scene. <laughs> As opposed to vehemently. Uh, it, yes, exactly. And I was like searching through the comments, just like someone's got to agree with me. One of you, hundreds of people. Did you find one? Agree. No, I didn't find anyone. Of course you didn't. That doesn't make me wrong. <laughs> no, no, it absolutely does not. <laughs> uh, go ahead, continue, Ian. What are some of your other thoughts? Uh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> no, the other, the other thing in the process was we had an excessive conversation about side boob, and this video true. went through so met like probably two more versions than it needed to. Because we wanted to keep the sin, but the the footage required side boob, and it, it had to be just done in enough, not enough, not at all. But there's it literally was, it's so close; it's on the edge. I don't think I don't think there's nipple at all in that shot. But, but we're trying. But we're trying to be so careful, and so it's a weird thing where, like, when you overblur, sometimes you can get accused of being, you know. Uh, prudish or even sexist mm. you can even be accused of being sexist sometimes mm-hmm. so it's this weird line we're trying to draw where we're like look we don't we don't care if you see side boob but youtube yeah. might care if they see side boob and they don't mm-hmm. want advertisers to advertise you know what i mean so it becomes yeah. this YouTube weird would rather nobody saw this video than somebody <laughs> see side boob right yeah so, so it's yeah, a it weird, was just interesting weird conversation find the line on where side boob should be um, yeah the the answer clearly is the side 
um so, yes case, yeah, that is where mm, technically yeah. it should be that, there is a clear line there clear uh -huh. definition um i love pointing out the geography was different between um winterfell on the opening credits and winterfell <laughs> in real life and just it is it is absolutely saved by and where's the big winterfell letters that are outside <laughs> as well because for anybody that wasn't getting the joke it's like right, oh okay right. he's being pedantic we know yes, because yeah. It's until that point. It is borderline. Is he really like? It's a Lego thing. Like, is he really uh -huh, being that pedantic? Uh -huh. But yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, my, my only other thoughts are: I, I am. We may or may not be sending the rest of this season, and I may or may not have had my worst writing experience ever on an upcoming Ooh, episode. It was a little tease for an upcoming BTS for something that may or may not may happen. or may not happen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I did. They they had too much to do, and it is such a shame because. One of the comments said the the directors obviously almost immediately jumped from this into Star Wars, and it does feel like everyone was kind of done. They all wanted mm -hmm. to be out, yeah. and I totally like all sympathy to the actors and everyone if they are done with playing the same characters, done with that pressure. Fine, but it is still a shame that this was probably a season or two or ten episodes shy of where it needed to be to wrap everything up. Impossible greatness. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, like you, an all-timer, an all-time yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. And you have to ask, like, where was, uh, um, even outside of, like, the showrunners, like, you would imagine that there'd be more people around to protect this investment that they've, mm -hmm. that the, the HBO had put so much time and money into. I, I just, I've got to think that they made the money. Like, they have, like, it, the longer you do, is this, there's a reason that TV shows run seven, eight, nine seasons, and, that it, and that's it. They get exponentially more expensive to do as they progress because a lot of that has to do with the actors more, yeah actors get more per episode like their friends would still be running now if it didn't cost a million dollars per episode to keep each actor on so there is a point where the return on investment just isn't there as well which is a shame yeah it's a good yeah. point uh daniel some of your stuff I barely remember this episode from like my original watch. <laughs> I, I did. There's a reason for that. There's your thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You are forgiven. I, I, yeah, I watched it that, that one time and like didn't feel the, didn't feel the need to go back to it. So, I mean, I guess that's pretty much, I think, I think everyone kind of agrees on, on the episode and the season in mm -hmm. that, in that respect. I am going to gripe a little bit and just say that I got, <laughs> this whole season got really tired of the whole, it's basically like three questions, I think. It's like, who can I trust? Should I trust this person? Do I trust you? And then someone's like, oh, I do trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, oh, I shouldn't have trusted you. And like, that's pretty much mm -hmm. all, like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's all that happens plot wise. Mm -hmm. The chess yes. pieces are just moved to where they need to yeah. be. And that's it. So I'm just going to jump into some of the sins that sure. I liked. Um, the lead-in was, we named you King in the King in the North, and the crowd exclaims. And the sin is, you know that beer commercial where someone would start a what's <laughs> up chain. It was so frustrating because you'd be sitting at dinner and someone would whisper what's up and you'd reflexively jut your tongue out and spout out what's up <laughs> like a fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that chanting King of the North is <laughs> the Game of Thrones version of the viral audio STD chant, and I hate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. so Especially good. when said incorrectly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. See, I'm glad you agree. <sighs> that one was fun. <laughs> and then this one here is his uh, lead in is, what do dragons eat anyway? And the next line is, whatever they want. And th the sin is, this is literally one of the oldest jokes in the book. I mean, sure, it was originally about where a 500-pound gorilla sleeps, but the punchline was the same. My point is that this joke flew in from the distant <laughs> past, and boy, are its arms tired. I love it. Such a great turn. Just those, like, 
anytime you can just be unabashedly corny like that mm-hmm. is always mm-hmm. is always fun. And yeah. it works. Yeah. 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 Ah, uh, very nice. Uh, Methinks you may hear more about uh, the game of groans uh, in the future. Uh, we will move on to Invincible. We need to talk the penultimate episode of the first season of uh, Invincible. Uh, you two wrote on this one, Cardoso Whittington uh, script. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, why don't you uh, keep going? What are some of your thoughts on this uh, penultimate episode in this in writing this sins video? Oh, my initial question is, how do you use uh, like? penultimate in terms of because this isn't the last episode no the penultimate episode is the episode before the last so when something is penultimate it's the one before the last one if something is anti-penultimate i think that's the word it's the second to the last um Mm -hmm. so so yes so yes that is okay this is one of those words that i guess i've been using wrong for my entire life so um thank you for enlightening me you're okay. welcome thank you for being <laughs> open to enlightenment <laughs> oh man people must be so confused when like you're talking about the penultimate episode but it's actually the finale and they're just like no 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 that was it like that, that was <laughs> there's no more left yes yeah. yeah and it's one of those things where i feel like sometimes people don't don't actually correct you on something if mm-hmm. you, you like use it sure. wrong because they're like mm-hmm. wait do have i been using it wrong yes <laughs> Yes. So then, yeah, you look like an asshole and someone else feels like maybe they've been an <laughs> asshole in the past. But in the end, no one learns anything. It's it's nope. uh, it's nonplussed all over again. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> but yes, <sighs> penultimate, I think, is is more clearly understood than nonplussed. Usually, it's, but, it's uh, the sort of thing that happens seven days a week, 52 weeks <laughs> of the year 365. <laughs> we will talk about that at some point, I'm sure. Uh yeah. Well, we may have to talk about that before that that script comes around because it's... seven twelve three six five. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I have no idea what they're talking about. No, Everyone no. else. <laughs> That's just Ian throwing an inside joke out yep. there. Uh, I guess if you follow my Twitter feed, you uh, have uh, some semblance of the idea of what that conversation is about. But mm-hmm. continue on, Daniel. Invincible continues to be a good show. The um, only thing I didn't like about this episode was that parts of it did get a bit soap opera like. And uh, <laughs> we, we send it the, that accordingly, I think. It was really uh, awesome to see uh, Cecil finally unleash all his uh, various projects that he's mm. been working on in, in an attempt to uh, basically kill Omni-Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, I gave you everything that you were kind of looking forward to looking forward to at the uh, end of the show, like heading into the final episode. Um, I'm also glad that, oh, spoiler alert here, I'm glad that the immortal did turn out to be somewhat immortal. That was a... Yes. Some people hated that. I I was like, oh, good, because I, I felt like it was stupid to call him immortal, and then he's killed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I didn't it's think the show comment. would do that to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally fair. The, um, let's see, the sins that I liked... Um, what's a Debbie and Omni Man and Omni Man Nolan are uh, arguing over some stuff that's just been uncovered and and it got really soapy. So the sin is also this show is beginning to soap opera so hard that I'm having flashbacks of my grandmother yelling, "Don't you dare trust him!" at the TV screen while stress eating were those originals. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Um, like I think I kind of wrote the base for it, and then Ian did some edits that made it uh, much did, much better. Did Ian add the Werthers? That's that's the only thing. That was all you. I just no, added the I knew, Werther's original. I, I knew the, the Werther's end. came from, from Ian because he's poked fun at my love of Werther's before. And all I have to say is I liked Werther's in my 20s. 
I like the Werthers in my 30s. I'm just aging into my like of Werthers. Yes, uh, so. that's exactly my point, is that you are now appropriately aged to enjoy them. I will, I will mock you no longer. I appreciate it. Nice. Um, yeah, that that sin was, uh, it was, I mean, that's just a true story. Like, that's just something that I remember from my childhood, my grandmother yelling that at the screen. And Amazing. so, like, that's my experience with soap operas. The whole conversation in the car uh, between William and uh, Mark and, like, William is doing a bunch of theatrical things with his uh, with his cheeseburger, which I didn't uh, didn't really appreciate. So I just uh, send it as one cheeseburger was harmed in the making of the simile. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun stuff. Uh, Ian, what about you? Um, yeah, I so this this is a great popcorn episode. Like, there's some bits of this that are just so so fun to watch if you just you're in the finale of an action film and you get to see Nolan zapped by a frigging awesome sky satellite laser. He blows up a ton of shit. Like it's, it's, it's always fun to see the person that's been hiding their true nature, just go full evil and just, yep, the secret's out. I'm just going to go and F some stuff up. Um, but then there's a ton of bits around it that just don't do it for me. The whole Rudy clone blue man Smurf group, thing storyline just felt this doesn't need to be in this episode this is either something you save for next season or you do sooner it felt so strange to culminate that at the same time Mm -hmm. um and then i couldn't have any less interest in what's going on with mark and um adam eve Uh, uh, that situation i'm I, i could not care less about what these two are doing right now. It's just not interesting to me. Um, so I just kept um, tuning back into the Omni-Man stuff, which is the least logical stuff as well, because, like, Cecil's plan here is bizarre. Like, if this massive monster... In fact, if pretty much any of these measures work in killing Omni-Man, he's in more trouble than he was if Omni-Man is still alive, because unless it's the super people that he can control that are taking down Omni-Man. Like, he now has a bigger problem to deal with. Like, send send them in and then do the last resort. So, it just... The the overall plan falls apart, but it is a beautiful episode to watch. It is so... The animation is so, so great. It's so much fun. Um, I have to admit that the percussive adjustment joke was stolen from Aaron. However, when they're talking about fixing... Mm-hmm. Like, all he does is, like, wire two wires back together... And suddenly it like it can remap Rudy's brain and work mm-hmm. to clone his very different yeah. brain. Um, and it's just as useful as a percussive adjustment. And I stole that from Aaron. However, because Aaron is the voice that is delivering the joke, I feel like I'm not actually stealing it. I feel like because <laughs> you deliver all of the jokes, you've actually stolen thousands of our jokes because they're coming out of right. your voice. Absolutely. Yes. Listen, jokes in my in my opinion jokes are free. Steal what you want. Like uh what was funny was I was like percussive just oh cuz I usually say percussive maintenance. That's what I usually say mm. like you're going to do some percussive maintenance and then you hit something yes. or whatever. Um, and I couldn't but, quite, I couldn't remember exactly, I knew adjustment wasn't right, but I wasn't going to message you, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm stealing one of your things. Steal away. Word for word. Freely how, given. How does this work? Freely it's given. Amazing. Um, I love the laziness slash balls of Laura Mipsum. Like, I want to talk to the person that did that because, like, having squiggly lines is somehow more acceptable for text than copy and pasting the entire of Laura Mipsum into that computer dis- uh, well, we now thanks to the comments we now know why they did that um yes which we yes. may talk about later i don't know but yeah. slap slap on the wrist possibly yeah. 
Um, and I did just love the Where's Waldo um, title card in the outtakes. <laughs> with the splashes of blood that go onto the Where's Waldo title card. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. Loved it. It's good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit, guys. Uh, really well done. Um, this, this, this final run of episodes is where I was like, oh, I, I actually really like this show. Um, mm. Uh, I think I've talked before about how I was kind of tired with, oh, I get it. Now we're doing superheroes, but adult. Um, mm-hmm. And so this show was just going to be, you know, another The Boys or, you know, there were a couple other hey, examples. Boys of, is incredible. Stop it. I am. I'm binging it hard right now. It it's wasn't. so good. I didn't say it okay. wasn't. Good. Uh, what, I was, what I said was, what I said was. Because the boys is so incredible, or these others, you know, have been good. It's like, do we need another one that's like, hey, it's superheroes? Oh, but, okay, you know. Okay. Um, but where this this show got me was story. It really has mm-hmm. a, an interesting, compelling story, and I think that really starts to show here in in the last, you know, two to three episodes. Um, some of the the stuff I, I really laughed at, um, I, just based on opinions of TV Sins guy, made me laugh in the the cut card when we. Uh, Yes. When we threw that up there, um, that was funny. The skippable card, which I th- continues to be a, a really fun mm-hmm. uh, gag. Oh, we added more skips <laughs> as if it was yes. more blood. As, as if it was well. more blood. Yeah, I enjoyed that. In <laughs> uh, all the cheeseburger opinions, shout out to oh, food opinions. Man. Gotta love those. And in this case, they're all 100% correct, which I love. It's just like, you know, th- now there there is a an, an argument for having the cheese on the bottom. Like I've actually heard foodies talk about putting the cheese on the bottom because of the way your tongue interacts with your the bite of food. I don't mm-hmm. care. Cheese goes on top of the burger. Like there're just, just some things does. that that, you know, because then it it's melts right. then it melts down, right? Like yeah. onto the rest it covers of, everything. Covers everything. Yeah, exactly. But if it goes above the salad, it's not hot enough to melt. So right. it's the, yes. that's the perfect place. Yeah. Yeah. Lettuce. There are actually two lettuce, but lettuce. Yes. what did I say? Salad. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well you put Salad, salad anyway. is salad is a bowl of like lettuce and other things. Um, Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> there, there sometimes it's not even lettuce. Sometimes it's like tuna fish or yeah. like chicken, yeah, Wait, or what? potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, there are actually there, there were two burger sins that we cut from that run as well. Oh there really? Yes. I want to know them. Can I know them? Um, uh, you, See if you can you, find them. I'm going to keep talking about this a little keep bit. Going. But um, but yes, the idea of the cheese on the bottom is arguable, but I agree. It should be on the top just so it melts down, if nothing else. The fact that after it's split, he's eating the cheese bun part instead of the part with the burger is oh, insane why would you do that? to me. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Um, and then uh, the idea of not eating any more than a single bite um, was also, I mean, it, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich for a reason. It fits in your hand really nicely. Just whatever you need to do, just take it along and eat your burger. Um, So I just, I wanted the person for the cheeseburger opinions uh, just to know I appreciate it. And to get to, um, to, to the, the just Mark just leaving his food there, I guess, I guess the question would be, have the two of you ever been so heartbroken that you would have left all your food just sitting in place? Because I, I feel like that would be somehow worse. Opposite. Like if I was feeling bad, I would, and then I were to then also be feeling bad and hungry, then I think I would be feeling worse. Opposite. I not only eat all of my food, I order more. Like I, mm. I, I stress eat, you know, like mm-hmm. that is, you know, this is to my detriment, but no, absolutely. I'm not leaving my, my food. So I think that was one of the ones that we actually cut was 
that it's we didn't even like not even taking a bite of it or just leaving it in its entirety. That was in the script. Yeah. Oh, was that in the script? Yeah, that 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 part was just eating a bite and leaving was actually in the script. So yeah, yeah, there was having cheese in your bottom, uh, and then the having cheese in your bottom. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yes. Nobody hey, wants bottom no cheese. Judgment here. Nobody wants no cheese judgment in their here. bottom. Let's uh, let's move on to cinema sins and finally tar- start talking about cinema excellence with a movie called Moonfall. Um, it's nice to get to talk every once in a while about an incredible film, a film that really shows what can be done uh, with cinema when you really put uh, some effort into it. Uh, this was a Watkins Whittington script, Ian and Jonathan writing on this one. So, Ian, tell us about how amazing Moonfall is. Guys, I'm having a rough time with my script assignments, I'll be honest. Um, (laughs) I I can't tell you some that are coming up, but I'm having a bad run of movies. I'm just, I have no enjoyment watching at all, which makes them fantastic to sin. But there is still a point when you have to watch a terrible movie three or four times that it just rips your soul out of Mm -hmm. your asshole. It is such a bad, bad movie. Does that make it your ass soul? Ass soulless? Yeah, yeah I am now our soulless. Um, it's one of the few movies where like, the trailer will tell you absolutely everything you need to know about the movie and everything you need to feel about the movie as well. Like, However you feel about the trailer will be how you feel about the movie. If you think, that looks awesome, that looks like a fun ride, good on you. You'll probably feel the same about the movie. But this is terrible. Like, Disaster movies can be good. It's proven. Like, we... we have some in the bank that have been made. I just, I this just goes five steps beyond ridiculous. Between this and some Game of Thrones stuff, it has ruined poor Sam for me <laughs> entirely. Like the 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 scene where he was just asked to be loud and British is absolutely spot on. It's just be outrageous. Um, the conspiracy theory pseudoscience stuff wound me up. Especially because it ends up being true. (laughs) Because it ends up being true. And it's, I'm just, there is, it's, and it's, right, let's get into that then. There is no way that is a white dwarf. It just, it isn't. Like, there was more to that, um, the sin that says about the gravity and how it would rip everything apart. I had to trim that down by like 70% because I put so much research into that. Um, It started off with like stars the smallest like sustainable star that we know of is 10% the size of the sun which is still like hundreds of size uh, times the size of earth so it would be far far too big and then i had to abandon that because i was like well white dwarfs could technically work as well and they call it a white dwarf but for that to work it could be that size but it would rip the earth apart immediately there's no way it's doing what they need it to do inside so none of this premise works at all not even a tiny 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 little bit of it and i just need something i need something to grab onto if i'm going to enjoy a movie movie doesn't care mass effect Ma- um oh you're gonna test um are, they contain it somehow though they they have some funky force field thing i think that contains the i think it's, it's just a it's just a magical element that that allows yes. them to ma- ma- manipulate matter or mani- give me the magic element then like they are flying next to this thing and it sh- and guess what the technology that we need to defeat it made in 1971 like really it's an em pulse thing like and that's what's gonna destroy the ai like there's there's nothing there this is the most overcomplicated story and i just have no investment in 
anybody or anything that's going on. Um, I'm just very angry with this movie. If you have the movie, noticed. just doesn't care. It just doesn't care. It just it doesn't. And it, it doesn't should. Care. It really should. It can. It can be ridiculous and still care, and that will get me more invested. Um, but the the only sins I'll mention is that I absolutely love the Elon Musk burns in here, and that like, what would Elon do? I don't think buying it is the answer. Um, and I I almost cut this, but I'm kind of kept it in, and that. This movie sucks Elon Musk's dick so hard it will be too sore to fuck Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, maybe in 10 years that won't play as well, but mm-hmm. it just, it's so true. Like, Elon gets so many name drops in this in this uh, movie. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's unreal. It's crazy. It is crazy. Oh, I feel so much better. Good. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, what about you? Some of your thoughts. I was just giving you a hard time with that with that whole Mass Effect theme. Uh, no, I think you're you're right. They <laughs> they use something similar. It would be an out for the movie. I haven't even seen this movie. I say it would be an out, but I don't. I don't think. Do not based upon this please. that it, even that would have really helped too much. But um, so uh, yeah, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I wanted to watch it, and even after not hearing anything good about it, I still kind of have plans to watch it at some point but mm-hmm. it's gone way down into my the lower regions of my priority list that's exactly why i nearly saw it in theaters as well but it's the problem it's not bad enough or cheesy enough to be entertaining in that respect like it's not there's no like real super cheesy self-aware one-liners it doesn't have that to latch on to either it is in some areas deadly serious and i think trying to make an actual this could happen kind of plot if you want to watch something ridiculous that you're also going to actually love watch rrr you know what i mean like there are hundred percent there are movies 100%. out there that understand and are self-aware enough to know like we're being an, on a physics level absolutely mm. nonsensical here but we're doing it with a purpose and we're having fun and you're gonna have fun too um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah there's other stuff out there and that's perfect that movie based upon uh what i've heard is now at the the top of my list of things to watch there you go please do it do it it's i want to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i've seen all three hours of it twice now so yeah yes yeah (laughs) Uh, well as much as i i I think we should probably get back to moonfall i'm sorry Uh, let's do triple r let's do it (laughs) this is now a triple r podcast Mm-hmm. So, in in terms of the sins video, I uh, like I say first, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, burn after reading outtake. I'm not not sure who came. With- <laughs> the very very final mm-hmm. outtake, yeah. yeah, good stuff. That's that's great. And then um, I, <laughs> the the sin is uh, we wouldn't dare play the music, but currently the song "Toto by Africa" can be heard, and the sin, as always, is Weezer, and <laughs> that one was near and dear to near and dear to my heart, just because mm-hmm. I had seen like. I'd seen Toto in a concert like not that long before the the whole Weezer cover thing. And I was just like, I mean, everyone has their opinion, but I was just like, this just feels like a not as good version of a song you can still see played live. And like the world kind of lost itself for for this this Weezer cover of Toto by Africa. And I I just didn't understand it. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm missing something, but. I, I still like your music, Weezer, but I don't like your cover of that song. It's mildly, mild, <laughs> it's mildly unfair because many bands and many people have covered Africa, but for some reason, like Weezer is the go-to. Yeah, why did you do that, dickheads? Like, why, why did you ruin this song that so many people have also ruined? 
No, it was just it was the response to it. Like they could it's it wasn't even so much on them. It was the response because of all the people that then like discovered the song and and like became uh, uh, kind of obsessed with it for like mom- that moment in time. I mm. think that's not really a fair criticism. I'm I'm aware of that, mm-hmm. but it's still it's weird. It's how I feel. Yeah, we're not mm-hmm. into fair criticisms here anyway, so you're nah. you're safe. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I also had the um, the Elon Musk's and there the 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 Twitter one. I <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, this guy has been washed up for a decade. Can't make it to public appearances on time, and has eviction notices piling up. But we we're supposed to believe he also has fresh ginger in his kitchen. <laughs> that one slayed me. I read that one too. That one slayed me. But because it's true, you look at that man's kitchen. He doesn't have ginger. He doesn't know what to do with ginger. He doesn't know how to prepare ginger. It's just the set dressers, for some reason, have an awesome job. So rarely think about the character they're set dressing for. So so yeah. strange. Uh, I thought we were uh, reviewing the uh, episode of Gilligan's Island where uh, Gilligan uh, goes on a date with Ginger there for a second. He doesn't know what to do with Ginger. He doesn't understand <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> uh, I will also say Moonfall is terrible. I don't need to spend too much time reiterating things that Ian has already said. Um, other than it's not terrible in a way that makes it fun, uh, which I think you already said as well. And and again, the movie just, it doesn't care. It, this script cares not to even wink at physics. <laughs> like, it's just like, I am prioritizing spectacle. I am prioritizing uh, point A to point B for my characters. I have places I need to go and get to. Um, I want to see this happen. I don't care what reality is. Um, mm-hmm. So... Okay, fine. If you can, if you can, if you can sit through a movie like that and not get distracted by how much nonsense it is, then have fun. Mm-hmm. I seriously have fun, but uh, but that definitely was not me. Um, I wanted to mention if we're going by karaoke rules, then someone needs to re-release Robert Palmer's "Addicted to Love" <laughs> with the actual lyrics as I sing them. You know, you're gonna have to face it. You're a dick with a glove. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there might be an actual story there, but uh, but if there not, is. that's uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Um, misunderstood lyrics is one of my favorite things. Um, it's so great. There are some golden ones. I, did you did you just think the the song was about Michael Jackson or like what is the what? No, the, so when I was this was from high school. Um, and the for some reason like I cannot remember why, but the person sat next to me was singing the song, and I knew it because my parents mm-hmm. used to play tons of eighty songs and. He just started going, you're a dick with a... And I just went, huh, one of us is wrong. And I don't know, I'm not convinced it's me. Yeah, uh, my friend, I remember hearing my friend singing, sitting on top of a babe. Uh, and uh, just going, nope, that, nope, those aren't the lyrics. No, no. That's, no, no, not no, how it goes. that's not it. Uh, so anyways, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, you mentioned the ginger, which was great. Uh, love the shout out to Joel Hodgson and Jonah Ray, by the way. Great shout out to whoever did the MST3K uh, MST sin. Um, mm-hmm. That was the Watkins. Uh, lots of people would have left Jonah Ray off that. And I'm glad that we threw him uh, on there because I think the new one, even though it's not the old one that we know and love, uh, is still really funny. And he's a funny dude. So. Uh, enjoyed hearing that shout out using my skull as a popcorn bucket is just a phrase that uh, is beautiful and wonderful and I love um, and then of course uh, mentioning Edna Mode 
future proof that every universe needs um mm -hmm. further proof i should say that every universe needs an edna, edna mode always mm -hmm. always gonna make me smile when you bring out an incredibles ref i think that was for wasn't that for invincible because he gets his uh, Nolan gets his cape wrapped around his head, and that's how that's they right. bury him in the, the ground. Place. I put it in the wrong place in my notes. <laughs> so further proof that uh, that every universe needs uh, Aaron Dicer to make them feel better about themselves. Uh, so yes, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think the rest of those were Moonfall, though, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, no, they were. Uh -huh. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that. Um, you can either edit it into the right place or just keep in the nope. ridiculousness. <laughs> no, no, this is funnier. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, this was a Cardoso Dicer script. Daniel and I writing on this one. Um, Daniel, some of your thoughts first on Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sure. Um, I think that the movie probably, like it works for its like tar target audience of younger people, I, th I think, when it, like when it came out. I don't mm -hmm. think it works now for anyone. I, I think the, the premise was actually really cool. You're just talking about a battle, like a battle between sorcerers that's been mm -hmm. going on for hundreds of years, which sounds awesome. But it just does, it didn't really land in any of the cool, really cool places for me. Uh, there's not really nearly enough magic, I think, or sorcery done in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it suffers from just being really formulaic, in my opinion. As a young guy discovers he's a descendant of Merlin, and then he goes on an adventure where he goes from being unable to uh, attain his goals and get the girl to being able to do all those things. Um, and I, I didn't, and it was a pretty long movie to get do that. I think I forget what the runtime was, but I feel like it was longer than need to be to get all that done. Mm -hmm. it was an hour forty nine minutes, so I guess it wasn't that long, but it felt long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad, isn't it? When an hour and fifty minute film feels long i remember like writing a like there was a just a lot of sins that we had written for this one that was one of the big things i remember mm -hmm. um one of the ones that i really liked was like uh nicholas cage is like uh, or balthazar is trapped in this urn and it's falling out of a window and like he's trying to escape it and it's just uh the sin goes nicholas escapes his cage and decides to survive this by this working, uh, a windowsill grab at terminal velocity instead of, you know, doing sorcerer stuff. And like, it just, <laughs> the, there was just like so many layers to that. Like, he mm -hmm. survives this, this works. And in the Sorcerer's, a, a movie called Sorcerer's Apprentice, he didn't use magic to do any of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And then there was just one about just like how the uh, protagonist has this very elaborate like lab that apparently is like off the books and like he shouldn't have but somehow someone has laundered money i guess <laughs> this isn't in any of the story i'm just assuming this like someone at nyu has <laughs> laundered a bunch of money and funneled it to his to his into his experiments so that he has this uh convenient underground lair to mm -hmm. uh ultimately learn magic in yeah wild so, yeah uh what, what were your thoughts <laughs> i uh, listen uh i don't know what to tell you i like this movie i liked it when i first saw it i still liked it when i send it um i i get that there's uh a lot of nonsense here for me i just think baruchel and cage work together i just think they're a lot of fun to watch together and jay baruchel i kind of get him like whenever i see him and stuff i i think his delivery is funny i think is it's almost a um there's almost a Michael J. Foxiness to him mm. in the way he kind of approaches his characters. Like it's, you know, uh, a little 
passive and understated and I don't know. I just, I, I dig it. I think there's some funny things here. I think so much of it is ridiculous. And this kind of gets us into a lot of the sins that we wrote, but so much of this movie is just like, it's not what makes sense here. It's, oh, what's a cool magic thing we could do here that would be fun to look at or fun to think about or whatever, instead of characters actually making decisions based on their objectives, right? Like it's not character based decisions, it's storytelling based decisions and movie making based decisions, which, you know, you're making movies, I get it, but that stuff can be very, very distracting. Um, so yeah, it's just like uh, magic for magic's sake, a lot of the stuff is um, when it didn't have to be necessarily and so that can get a little bit weird uh like the mirror dimension rules like i think is it is the example of one you know like when the movie needs him to be trapped for a while and have somebody let him out he has to you know knock on the mirror but later when they're doing the exact same mirror dimension spell they just have to find a mirror to drive through like it's just you know there's there's like so there there's not any kind of consistency with with any of the rules or or anything like that I would like to say that I did really enjoy the I did I did enjoy the cast like I as for as much yeah. as I didn't like the movie at all yeah uh, Jay Baruchel Nicholas Cage Alfred Molina um, mm-hmm. yeah. there any there was a couple other people too and and, and like I I think that they were all they were underused in a lot of ways as yeah. well um, a lot of their stuff I wanted to mention one is uh, I had never until this sinning considered this one of Disney's live action remakes and just yeah. the, the realization of that. Like I got that it was based on that property. And I remember watching and thinking, Oh, this is the sorcerer's apprenticing. But now that we live in a wor- world where that's like their whole MO, that's like their whole mm-hmm. operating philosophy. You look back at this and you go, yeah, this should be in that category. This should be when you talk about, you know, this whole process of you know what they've done this should be in that group of of films because it literally is a disney live action remake of the sorcerer's apprentice now the main plot has nothing to do with that scene but they do include the entire scene uh in here and kind of you know retrofit it you know to this plot or whatever um but uh but i never really thought of it that way i also wanted to mention that we took a sin off for a nut shot so don't let anybody ever tell you that cinema sins uh doesn't appreciate fine art um so it was a funny nut shot though it was a really Man, funny way to do my it. notes that just i haven't seen the movie but i re-watched that part of the sins video six or seven times <laughs> because just to work out why am i crying why is this so funny and it's it's the it's the self-satisfied uh-huh. look this worked so i'm gonna show you how it works <laughs> yes. and then it doesn't work yeah oh it's, it's a great i setup. disagree with you guys so much about that. <laughs> <laughs> i wrote a very uh, an opposite in about mm-hmm. that because yeah. I was so annoyed with that, with that <laughs> I was so, so annoyed with funny. it when I saw it on the screen so uh, we'll just have to agree to disagree on that one uh-huh. yes yes <laughs> and guess who was lead on that script uh... oh I think I can tell <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is a uh, shout out to Danae Hughes, uh, who snickered when they said butt servants. And so I wrote it into the script, uh, <laughs> just happened to be watching this, uh, when she was around. Uh, and so the butt servants, uh, sin was born. Uh, appreciate that. And I genuinely, genuinely no lie. thought that was Killian Murphy genuinely thought that was him. And uh, and was genuinely disappointed when it wasn't. <laughs> so I thought we were doing the thing where we say discount Killian Murphy, but mm-hmm. it actually is him. Yeah, like I I'm still convinced it is. It that, looks so is much like him? it looks so much like him. Um, Wild, but yeah. Anyhow, Ian, some thoughts. 
Uh, yeah, never seen the movie. Remember it coming out. Um, this was in a phase where I was heavily influenced by my dad, who hates Nick Cage with a burning, <laughs> fiery passion. Like, no reason. No reason. Just despises every movie that he's in. And it wasn't until like I went to uni and stuff that I was like, ah, I'm going to form my own opinions mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I right. watched Con Air and I was like, Nicolas Cage is a genius. Why doesn't he win Oscars? Like, this is he this does is win Oscars, brilliant. Ian. That's I mean, the whole why thing. Why doesn't he win more Oscars? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I never came back to watch this movie. Um, the Merlin story, for some reason, as much as like I love D and D, Lord of the Rings, magic spells and shit, I just never like the Merlin story. And I think it's because it's often presented as history, and I'm like, but it isn't right. It, it's it's not. I'm sure there may well have been a Merlin that existed or whatever, but it's so, so often presented as historical fact that I'm just like, stop it. Mm-hmm. We have fiction for a reason. Um, so yeah, I, I think, think I just, I just presented that way in the United States. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that anyone's confusing Merlin with historical fact. Oh, uh, you know, I've I'm, never heard that. Oh, I'm pretty. I mean, maybe it's just England, but um, yeah, Arthur and stuff. With the sword and whatnot, that's maybe <laughs> maybe it's just me. It might just be me. Oh no, am I the idiot? It's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's why this movie just like never really like kind of grabbed grabbed my attention. But the man, the nut shot, kind of makes me want to watch this movie because like <laughs> I laughed so much. I was like, maybe there's something else in here that I'll that I'll enjoy. And Daniel just despairs entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you guys made an extremely funny video. Um, what I liked was, um, yeah, I know, right? Smart cheerleaders. What's next? Attractive nerds, kind jocks, funny college stereotype jokes. <laughs> just great to turn it on its own head. Um, and then I, I, you know, you can just sometimes you can smell dicer sins from a billion mm, miles apologies. away. Sorry for that. So. Um. One of the, the wizards comes out of that the pot thing too early, and the narrator takes issue with it and says that the movie can't make its plot and its plot and plot turn. <laughs> and like, well, obviously, like that's Aaron is so happy he wrote I that. Was, like, like, I was so giddy. <laughs> I There's just... something uh, I, you know, when I fell in love. It's lo- great. I, I it's appreciate so good. that. I, when I, if you ever have you ever watched BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. they do a lot of that wordplay stuff, and it's some of my favorite stuff. There'll be really cool alliteration runs they will do. They'll mm-hmm. do a lot of those. All these words sound alike. Um, kind of runs it's really one of my favorite things and the first one that really made me fall in love with writing it was breaking bad there's a moment where skyler gives him a uh, disapproving look because he's lost his erection i think at that moment or whatever and the different ways i was able to use um half masked mr mastered master like it was just like mm-hmm. the, it was in and when i was done like i spent 20 minutes on this one scene, mm-hmm. you know, just cr- finding all these different ways to sound like kind of, and when I was done, I was like, this, this was my life's like purpose. Like I yeah, found my life's beautiful. purpose, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I love wordplay stuff like that is, is really fun. So it's so much fun. Yeah. I love it. I need to remember to do them more. I don't think I've done a decent one since the, the Loki defenestration, predestination station, <laughs> yeah, post intoxication. That's a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. I need, to, I need to pull them back out. Yeah, yeah beautiful. That that made me laugh a lot. Um, 
And yeah, David thinks he's good at cinema sins, but forgets to mention the giant metal bird he flew in on, <laughs> um, which is a great, just great merger of the uh-huh. screw you and the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It was a lot of fun. All right, let's move into the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from last week's content in the very pla- various places that you reach out. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Um, Mr. Whittington, why don't you start mm. us off? So this is from Winterfell um, and from Paul Newbrew, um, I think. Um, uh, season 8 was so bad, I can't even bring myself to watch what is most likely a great TV Sims production. <laughs> My friend... I love my job, but I can't bring myself to write about the TV show. Like That just reflected so many comments of, I finally moved on, and now you're bringing it back up. Mm-hmm. I was okay with this being a bad season, and now you're going to dig this back up? Like You're, you're going to re- make me revisit this trauma mm-hmm. like three years later? What Indeed. are you doing? And I was like, yeah. I'm with you guys. I'm with you. You really have to watch seven minutes of this. Uh huh. Imagine you're a TV Sins writer who's used to having 20 or 40 minute episodes, and now uh-huh. you're dealing with Game of Thrones hour and 20 minutes. 80 minutes of darkness. <laughs> That's a nice tease. Uh, I cannot. I cannot wait uh, to maybe uh, get there if we uh, if perhaps. we send perhaps that episode. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I guess I can go next. Um, this is, uh, first, since I referenced it, uh, I do have to mention in the comments on the podcast channel, uh, somebody mentioned Aaron being extra judgmental about binging shows. What did you guys say about me being judgmental about binging shows? Was that something that uh, that happened? But here's the comment. I have to repeat myself because I was too late mm-hmm. saying it before. Aaron being extra judgmental about binging shows is completely lame. Saying it's somehow inferior to waiting a week or more for each and every episode shows serious immaturity and closed-minded thinking to the extreme. I'm imagining some of this is sarcastic. I'm I'm doing best case scenario I where hope. this person is being sarcastic. Yeah, I hope so. But I didn't know if you guys had had talked about that and name dropped my my binging opinion. No, oh, we that's interesting. Didn't- to my knowledge, we didn't mention it last week, but it was either the week before on BTS or Captain's Pod, you did mention that you think this is how you enjoy TV shows, but it isn't because it's all sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you said something along those lines. Right, you have of, to dish you might it out. think yeah. that you enjoy doing all 10 episodes at once, yeah. but I promise you, you don't. I can't <laughs> watch shows. That is rather we judgmental. Were, we were watching. <laughs> it's, it is rather condescending when you tell someone they don't like what they think they like. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but is... You think you like this, but I promise you, you don't. So I imagine that's what inspired that. Okay. That all right. Well, here's what I'm going with from uh, Moonfall. Uh, This is from Lucian who says, with gravity going crazy, the odds of them surviving is literally astronomical between the gravitational forces exerted on them and everything around them, plus all the other tiny things that have to uh, have to go and fall exactly right for them to survive. Not the least of which was the exact right speed at their launch and angle of the ramp and a clear and safe place to land. What more needs to be said? And then Dragon Human responds, just the chances of grab, just the changes of gravity in that area would have liquefied their internal organs with while their blood <laughs> boiled in their veins due to the sudden changes of air pressure long before any debris crashed into them or their vehicle. And mm-hmm. then John says, 
but they're in a Lexus. And that just made me laugh <laughs> really, 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 really hard. So yeah. thank you, John, uh, and all those who led up to that amazing uh, joke. Amazing. But they're in a Lexus. Uh, yeah, you think this movie likes Elon Musk. It really <laughs> likes Lexus as well. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Uh, mine is also from Moonfall and is from an illogically logic. And <laughs> the, the comment is, I love the part where the moon says it's falling time. And then everybody started clapping in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yes that was funny that was funny. absolutely sums it up a reference to the whole uh morbid time thing mm -hmm. that i'm going around thinking but uh, i just i love that iteration to to bring that into that moon, beautiful to moonfall about the moon it's awesome time. awesome uh all right let's move into nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers but we wouldn't want to nitpick right danny pick a little talk a little pick a little talk a little cheap, cheap, cheap talk a lot pick a little more um actually oops what do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian's gonna take a look at some, um, actuallys from the comments, and we'll decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red. Where did people think we went wrong this week, Ian? Um, I'm actually stunned that between Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. which has all of the, the canon behind it and whatnot, Moonfall, which has so much science that we picked apart, there was so little that we got wrong. Um, I was expecting like a litany of comments saying, well, actually, that's not how anything works. But mm -hmm. um, we did we did okay. But we'll do the Laura Mipson one because yeah, yeah, yeah. we I missed that they misspell an analysis or analyze, analyze. or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Analyze. And that got picked up in the comments a lot. What does that... I've completely missed this. What does that have to do with Laura Mipsum being used? Are oh, we saying so, that's deliberate? Yeah, so so the idea... Some of the comments are really funny because the idea is like we are so precisely trying to find stuff in the, the background that we miss the obvious mistake right in front of our face. Oh, 100%. Uh, so, so like, you know, we, we're back there going, look, they used Laura Mipsum and the, uh, the chat is... Or the comments are like, yeah, you see the word analyze there? Did you <laughs> analyze that, buddy? I still missed it. Like I, I can't, I can't even picture where analyze is in that shot. Yeah, I just yeah it zoomed straight in. I was like, that's an L. And honestly, uh -huh. as soon as I saw that L, I was like, that is one hundred percent Laura Mips. So, yeah, totally so some missed. of the people in the chat are arguing that <laughs> that's the joke that we're doing it on purpose as a way. I, to I think that's a re oh that that's our joke. I thought you meant that's the show's no, joke. No, 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 that that's our joke that we were oh, making. Yeah, no, no, it was deliberate. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's how we get a bad name. <laughs> um, totally deliberate. Absolutely. 100%. Men, yes. Men, yes. Yeah, 100%. Totally. Uh, but I found that I, just the fact that the word is analyzed too. That is like it's perfect. That is perfect. And and here's what we would do. Uh, I think for the most part, we, if we're making that joke, we're going to draw a little bit of attention to it. Like what we've done in the past mm -hmm. is like we would say, you know, I can't believe this Lorem Ipsum uh, is back here. Strange. There's nothing else. Uh, you know, wrong on the screen, at least when yeah. I analyzed it or something like that. Like we'll draw. And then we would misspell analyze yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, generally we, tr we, we don't try to be completely subtle when we're making those kind of jokes. Um, no, because there's no way to prove if I've right. left that as is, there's no way to prove that right. we did see analyze. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I did just miss it. I was so smug. <laughs> with the Laura Mipsum find that I was like, there's no way there's anything else wrong on this screen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <sighs> Good stuff. Um, what else did we have? There was a little bit of Aaron Shade this week in the comments. Oh, tell me there was about even it. Tell more. me about it. So this was from The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. Um, and I think it's probably me and Daniel that... No, I think all three of us can weigh in on this about whether you're okay. wrong or not. Sure. 
Um, this reminds me that Jay Baruchel should get more starring roles outside of animated movies. Oh, and Green Book is a great movie. You just don't like happiness, Aaron. <laughs> Green Book is a great movie? Okay. Well, All right. hey, it's, I'm just saying there's some shade being thrown at you guys. Yeah. I still haven't seen it, so I can't judge whether it's a, a worthy movie mm-hmm. of watching mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. I haven't seen you either. I have, uh, well, I guess it's just on me then, and, and this obviously is clearly red. <laughs> I see but, where this is going then. <laughs> no, my, my more uh, textured view on the movie is that it's a crowd pleaser. It is absolutely a crowd pleaser movie. Like, there's a bunch of big moments in it, that kind of thing. But when you really start to think about what it's doing, um, it kind of falls apart uh, in a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah, uh, race movies are hard. They're just hard. There's mm-hmm. so many different angles to think about. And this one ends up being almost primarily from the perspective of the white character and yet tries to be about uh, race in America in during that time. And that's a that's a difficult thing to do. Um, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's a more nuanced conversation than just Green Book sucks. Uh, so, yeah. well, I think that makes that a green. Then. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. If you prefer. It's green makes it's, it a green book. It makes it a green book. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah. Don't think. I think this is a, a clear red. I should have noticed this in Moonfall. Um, one of the um, lines was they're shouting out. Oh, what's his? I'm trying to erase this movie from my mind. What's his name? The main character. Oh, I don't know the. Oh, uh, uh, the character or the actor. Oh, I know the actor is Patrick Wilson. Not Patrick Wilson. That's the Terminator. Patrick. Yeah, it's Patrick Wilson. No, it's, it is Patrick Wilson. Who's the Harper. Terminator? Brian Harper is Brian the, name Harper. Of the the character. There we go. Um, yeah, so they're, they're shouting out Brian Harper. They're like, how many Brian's do you think are inside the moon? And it's a direct, it has to be a ripoff of Jurassic Park when they're mm-hmm. screaming her full name. And how many Sarah's do you think are in this park mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, and we didn't sin it for the, one of the few funny-ish lines. Mm-hmm. Isn't even if, its We own. gave it it's an excellent Simpsons, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. We did mm-hmm. the worst thing. We almost had a sin removal for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so clear red. I apologize. Um, and just one last one for Invincible. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that I'm pretty sure that's a clear green, but I think we green, keep mixing I keep calling up. It red. Yeah. yeah, it's so it hilarious. Colloquially, <laughs> colloquially, reds are now going to be green for this segment because it's just how they're used. Um, and for Invincible, um, they should do a whole season's worth of sins rather than individual episodes. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, we should. Welcome to the channel. Welcome. Welcome to the channel. We'll see if we can do something about that for you. We, we, let's see if we can work on it. So that's that's definitely a green. That's on us. Yeah, we, it's totally our we should fault. Absolutely we should, do we should that. think about it's, doing season videos. That's that's. I true. don't know why we aren't, we aren't doing that already. That's very, very true. Uh, all right, let's finish off today with some sin to win. Boom. Wait, what do you want to do? You want to play a game? Please, nobody ever lets me play. I want to play a game. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Competition is meaningless. We're going to play a game together to separate the winners from the losers. Uh, I get to be in neither category this week because I'm going to be hosting. Uh, Daniel and Ian will be competing uh, in a game of three sins and a lie this week. Mm. So D- Daniel and Ian, here's how this works. Uh, the player is told um, the movie. So you get the movie and then four sins will be listed. However, one of those sins is not actually a sin from the video. It is a sin completely made up uh, by JCD, who helps provide uh, these game clues for us. Uh, so you have to determine which is the fake sin. Notoriously, when we've played this game, we have gotten it 
wrong, like as wrong as possible oh, every com- single time. This is amazing. Um, it's our fourth guess. Like it is the very last one, I think, on both times. Correct. So here's how this works. Uh, whoever's turn is first can get five points for getting it right on the first guess. Uh, it'll then go, if they're wrong, to the next person who can get three points. Uh, and then it'll go back for two points and then no points. Um because it nope. will be known, and then we will go to the next movie where the other person will get to start. So, uh, in completely random fashion, um, Daniel is going to go first. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it because I just put a sweet in my yep, mouth? <laughs> I just noticed that Ian, during the recording of a podcast, decided to suck on a hard candy. I don't know what's going on here. Like, no, it's just no, professionalism no, no. to the extent. Purely tactical. I wanted to go second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And I know that you're more professional than I am. <laughs> All right. So, Daniel, you are going to go first based on Ian's brilliant gameplay. Uh, brilliant gameplay. <laughs> uh, the movie is The Incredibles. Here are your four possible sins from The Incredibles. You need to say which one is is not in the video. Number one, why doesn't he just lay the tree down on the ground? This guy, st- the guy stops a train later with his bare hands, so he doesn't need the tree. Number two, I'm pretty sure I would have found out these people's secret identities by now. Number three, wait, so you're the person who creates everyone's super suits and can make them survive missile strikes and temperatures up to a thousand degrees Celsius, but you can't cape that but you can't cape that can detach if it gets caught in something? Sure, this plays into the villain's downfall, but I think Edna has a thing against capes and just kills anyone that wants one just to make a point. Uh, four, why is it that none of the kids in this family have the same powers as their parents? Those are the four sins. Daniel, talk us through your thoughts, and if you want to hear any of them again, you can. I kind of stumbled through that third one, so let me know if you want to hear it again. Interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure... The third one is real. So, that, I mean, that could be either a very damning <laughs> lay there. Um, could I hear the first and second one again? You can. The first one, why doesn't he just lay the tree down on the ground? The guy stops a train later with his bare hands, so he doesn't need the tree. And then the second one? I'm pretty sure I would have found out these people's secret identities by now. See, that second one is... Uh, can be misleading because I, I feel like it might be playing off of a visual on the screen because mm-hmm. it sure. seems almost a little too simple. But I do know that sometimes it's, uh, you know, it works with like the flow and then like the 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 video itself, it'll it it's a bit different. Um, so uh, and I get more than one guess at this. I just lose points. You get one guess and then it'll go to Ian. Uh, OK, OK. Um, I'm going to guess that the first one is fake. Why doesn't he just lay the tree down on the ground? The guy stops a train later with his bare hands, so he doesn't need the tree. Uh, Is actually a sin in the Incredibles video. Mm. That is incorrect. Ian, for three points. Mm. Let me know if there's any you want to hear. Nope. I'm confident it's number three, the one with the cape. Okay. Number three, so wait, so you're the person who creates everyone's super suits and can make them survive missile strikes and temperatures up to 1,000 degrees Celsius, but you can't make a cape that can detach if it gets caught on something? Sure, this plays into the villain's downfall, but I think Edna has a thing against capes and just kills anyone who wants one just to make a point. Yeah, it was made up. That is correct. Three points for Ian, who has found the fake sin. The one that Daniel said Uh was for sure in (laughs) the video. Which kind of set me on the right path. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, Ian, you get to start off Forrest mm. Gump. Um, Let's do it. The best you can do at this point, Daniel, is tie. Uh, and then we'll have to go Ooh, to a tiebreaker. So um, let's see. Here we go. Mm. Uh, sin number one. Can we all just agree? By the way, I may do initials for swear words, just so you know. Just so you know. Okay. Or, or say different words. Uh, can we all just agree that the fact that Forrest doesn't grow up to be a murderous psycho is a GD miracle? Uh, number two, earlier the news said LBJ was giving out LBJ, not a swear word. Uh, that's Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> just wanted to be. Be clear. Uh, Little bucket jucker. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier the news said LBJ was giving out four medals of honor, so why do I count five with Gump? Number three, not one of these prick bastards gave up their seat for the guy with the prosthetic legs or even walked over there to the left and grabbed one of those black patio chairs for him to sit in. He's got to stand the entire ceremony. And number four, wait, two years? How the ever-living hell is Forrest run for two years? Surely ultra marathons are a thing, but the move, but the movie wants us to believe he's been running nearly constantly the entire time. Forrest is either a superhuman or he should be dead. I think number four is the fate. Do you want to talk through your reasoning? Oh, yeah, that's why that makes this fun. Sorry. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just us saying numbers. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Um. So the the other three. So prick bastard in particular, and this might just undo me. Sounds like a specific writer. Hmm. Uh, so I, th I think that's. I think that's. So you think three is real? That's a trademark. I think that's that's okay. a giveaway. Okay. The first one is too simple to just be put in as the creative, as the the invented sin. Okay. Um, okay. And I think I remember who wrote on this, and they are frame by frame people that would. Huh. That's the wrong amount of medals. And then it's kind of a toss up between the other two. But I, I think I'm going to go, yeah. No, the, the last one is the fake. Okay. Any any desire to change your answer? No. You want to stick with the fourth one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That is Especially correct. Especially now. Uh, yes. Ian gets the the points. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Seven, seven zip. Man, Ian. Boom. First try on both for you. Um, mm -hmm. If you, you said a different one, I was going to say number four. Yeah. What was it for mm, you? Nice. What what was it that stood out for you? So JCD uh, can know how to to be better at his job next time. Uh, honestly, after real well after the fake one from the previous question, I uh, there was just something about that number four that seemed to come from a similar voice. Hmm, uh, interesting. I, I, I can't I can't exactly point point it out, but mm -hmm. it, I don't know if it was like the the. It was just the style of the wording, really. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, there you go. Uh, Ian, with a dominating performance this week. Uh, I'm going to start keeping track of the scores again. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how that happens when you're winning. I don't know. It's, it's wild. Guys, Strength. to me, it looks like I win every time. Uh, every time I keep track of it, it seems that I win. So um, mm -hmm. there you go. There is sin to win. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, uh, you can do that. You can mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He's at Wits End. W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And Daniel's the one smart enough uh, not to have a Twitter. So for Ian Whittington, Daniel Cardoso, a bulb of fresh ginger, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy National Father and Daughter Take a Walk Day! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. 
Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com BTS. Happy National Father and Daughter Take a Walk Day! <laughs> you just made that up. I have a list. I have a list. I do. I have a list here that National I remember for the fa- first Father time. and Daughter Take a Walk Day. National Father-Daughter Take-A-Walk Day is observed annually on July 7th. This day promotes the benefits of family bonding time between fathers and daughters, as well as the benefits of physical activity. Narrowly beating out um, Macaroni Day. Um, uh, da, 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 I thought da, you were going to say barely uh, beating out other examples of things fathers and daughters might yes. do <laughs> together and be celebrated for a national yep. holiday. Yep. Uh, Nick, uh, I think you were gone when we were praising your beat star skills, so I just want you to know there was a long mm. conversation. Um, about how amazing you are beat, at BeatStar. So, uh, congratulations. Which I will not be including in the show because <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Behind the Sins. Uh, my name is Aaron Dicer, and uh, this is Ian's chair. So, Ian's chair, how does it feel to support Ian on a day to day basis? We're joined by Daniel now as we interview Ian's chair. Uh, mm. so how does it feel to support Ian on a day-to-day basis? It's, mm. It just feels like, mm. interesting. Oh, we, interesting. we're talking to the chair. We're talking to the chair. Yes. We're okay. letting, letting the chair. Do you have any questions for Ian's chair? Um, how does it feel to be constantly having to support him, mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. a literal way? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that would be a burden, right? Like it feels like, you know, you know, just, I, and nobody ever checks in. Nobody ever checks in with the chair. It just says, how you doing? You know, how are things going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Uh, you guys uh, yeah, have a good show. Bye. So we're watching a French bulldog this week, and the French bulldog likes to chew on stuff. And oh, so no. he's in here with me, and he is eyeing all of my cords. <laughs> oh, and, no. and I'm just like, <laughs> get away, buddy. For your own sake, <laughs> and the sake of the cords, you probably because don't want to chew on any of that stuff. If you don't get zapped, there will be a fate worse than getting zapped. <laughs> this is not my dog. I will treat it very kindly no matter what. Uh, uh, he says on and, the record. And, and if, yes, and if Sarah, <laughs> if Sarah happens to be listening to this podcast for whatever reason, your dog is lovely. We love having him. There are no problems. <laughs> it was also funny because uh, my son uh, comes up, you know, we're, we're having lots of dogs through the house because we're doing Rover now. So we're watching other people's dogs um, when they need us to. And uh, my son goes up and he goes, well, dad, I now know how to tell when a male dog has been fixed or not because male dogs have giant testicles. I was like, well, it may just be the bulldog. I don't know. But yes, this this one has not been fixed. Yeah, no, in, in, gen- in general, yeah, they can be quite sizable. He, he was really surprised by the two giant golf balls hanging out of the, the backside of this, this dog's legs. I'm yeah. like, well, that's how it works, man. That's yeah. how it works. That is That is how dogs work. <laughs> I hate that it's called fixed because it's the opposite. <laughs> right. We fix them so they don't work. Yeah. That's yes. how you fix things. You make them not work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how that works. Uh-huh. Just realizing now that I think that dogs, like their whole lives, are just like some uh, uh, dystopian future where humans have uh-huh. come to, fi- to fix them. Yes. They were, right. they were broken before and now they have been yeah. fixed. Fixed it's by for, the humans. It's for your own good, yeah. buddy. It's for your own good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Otherwise, you're uh, going to want to have all sorts of sex, and it's just going to be terrible. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants nobody, that. Nobody, no. I should probably send you guys some of my music sometime. I've realized I would love I, to I've hear it. Yes. I've, I've, thought about connect- <laughs> yes. I've thought about connecting with you. Um, 
I write a song for each of my sons when they graduate high school. And I've thought about connecting with you about uh, helping me with the musical side of the the one. Uh, well, the, okay, so here's the real story. You ready for the true story? This is terrible. This is so terrible. Do Everything it. you've heard about parents who have multiple children and forget to do things for the last child is true. It's just true. Oh, it's no. just true. Like the more kids you have, the less, the, the more things you forget you did with the older ones. Anyways. But you still have time with Ethan. This hasn't passed yet. No, no, no. He'll be a senior this year, but hold on. Let me tell okay. you the full oh, story okay. before you <laughs> oh, let me no. off the hook too too much. So when each of my sons were born, I wrote them a song for their dedication uh, ceremony. So, And I sang the song at their dedication. So we have Austin's, Justin's, and Christian's songs, like the background track, my, you know, like my lyrics, like everything. I literally wrote a song for Ethan's dedication, sang it at his dedication, and have no record of it anywhere. I don't have the lyrics anywhere. I don't have the music anywhere. I don't remember what it sounded like. Oh, so, no. so this this is the song that I've also sang for their graduation because it kind of applies in both places as a parent, right? Like when their life begins, you have to release some sort of control of them just to be a good parent. You have to say, okay, it's not you know necessarily all about me. Uh, I'll do my best. Same with when they graduate, right? It's like, okay, like here's another mom momentous place where you go do your own thing and I let go, right? Mm -hmm. Let the world eat you alive and spit you back <laughs> up, yeah. Hopefully if you've done your job well, <laughs> you've got a little bit of chew armor there for the world. <laughs> so I've got a year, you know, and I've been thinking about this for a while now because we realized <laughs> we realized this song was missing about seven years ago. Um, and so I've known that I'm going to write a second song for Ethan and the song mm. is going to be called Don't Lose This Song. And it's basically going to <laughs> it, the, <laughs> the, the, the theme is going to be the idea that there are there are songs I sing to my children as they're growing up. And hopefully in moments where they feel loss or pain or, or whatever that they can recall those things that I've said that might help them through those kind of, like I have little phrases that That's I tell awesome. them and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to include the phrases in the song. I'm not great with the musical side of that. Like the first, like when I was doing it, when they were uh, dedicated, I had people I was in contact with it, you know, could play guitar, write songs on guitar, play drum, you know, whatever. And I just, I don't have musicians in my life right now. So I was going to contact, I was going to connect with you, Daniel, and kind of see like, could I do like a more modern you know, kind of uh, thing, but I did want to hear some of your music and just kind of, you know, see how that might work. So, so you yeah. should you should hear what what I've made first before you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, that was the plan. That was generally yes. I, I was going to drop it work. in. I was going to drop it in at some point and just be like, hey, hey, Daniel, can I hear some of your music for no particular reason whatsoever? Just curious, what kind of music you make? It could be argued my love of lyrics and of writing music is part of the reason I love what I do today with writing for mm. sins like there's there's a sense. lot of familiar there's a lot of similarity to writing a verse and writing a sin you know like mm. it's it's an interesting comparison um, yeah it has a rhythm and, and wordplay and, a and yeah. you know thematic stuff like it's yeah mm -hmm. it, it can be but i the stuff i write always ends up being a little too high concept and a little too in itself it's like for a song yeah i mean you can do that with a song i guess but like i don't know if you've seen girls five eva it's probably the no. best show that nobody is watching. It is Tina Fey's uh, latest show on, where is, is it on Paramount Plus? Peacock? Oh, no, Peacock. Oh, it? No, it's Peacock. You're absolutely right. NBC. It's Peacock. So uh, the second season came out. My wife and I are working our way through it. And there is at least one, sometimes two songs 
in every episode and they are so funny but they're all these like high concept like by the way sarah Bareilles, who's an amazing artist is one of the girls and girls mm. five eva and, oh awesome and so she's like the songwriter of the group or whatever mm. the cast is amazing this this show i'm telling you it's the best show nobody's watching but um but anyway she did she wrote a song she looked for the word that has the most definitions in the english language that word is set and then, set, she, yeah. Yeah, and then she wrote a song that uses every version of the word set. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's insane. That's the kind of stuff my brain wants to do. And I just, it's, yeah. so, oh, it's so funny. Speaking of some words. So I found a comment in that I don't really want to read for the comment section. <laughs> but I wanted you guys to know this that it was out there. This is the place for that. This is it. This, <laughs> this is, is it. Exactly. I wanted this is you to know it existed. Okay. <laughs> It was in uh, the the uh, Game of Thrones episode one, and it it's just uh, this channel is like the ex girlfriend with the bomb <laughs> that keeps coming back in your life. We keep leaving her, but the <laughs> is so good it lures us back in for suffering. Oh man, that is, is the that worst ever, compliment that's the ever. Worst. That is what someone feels about TV since. I don't even know the origin of that word. Like, I don't like. Does it? Is it come from the same root as like grabbing something? Is it like you know, just like it's just such a weird. Like, yeah, that's an it feels old one. vaguely offensive to me, but I don't know why. <laughs> like, well, we have the internet, so I'm we just going to search Most female people. genital. That's all I'm going to search for. I should, Let's it not, should be no, fine. Don't it should do be that. fine. Don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sudden grab. 1570s, um, weightlifting, 1928. Earliest recording uh, as a vulgar slang sense of vulva is recorded by 1903. So it wasn't Shakespeare then? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't in Hamlet. A much older venereal sense was sexual intercourse quickly performed. That was in the 1580s. Now that makes sense, and it evolved from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just had a quick... Thank you, Ian. Thank you for verbalizing oh, no. it. I appreciate it. Is a very sound, English one. That sounds yeah. terrible. Why it's would horrible. you ever want your genitals called? It's specifically female genitals as well. It came from the in-betweeners, I think. That's the earliest I heard it mentioned. Um, yeah. Binge watched that show like four or five years ago, and I really enjoyed uh, every season of in-betweeners. I'm really glad you did. Yeah. I mean, it. it ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a glorious song! Hey guys, uh, that's welcome. the best part of my week. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all all downhill from here. All downhill until the good next news Friday. Is, you know, your week will start over here again very, very soon. So, um, <sighs> actually, got to hear that song for the first time in a while uh, in both ears with complete fidelity. <laughs> Uh, those, tell us more. Tell those... us about the Indiana Jones-inspired boulder <laughs> of earwax that escaped your body. D uh, Daniel, so I don't what? know if you... Yeah, I don't know how much you... This has been on other episodes of BTS, so I feel like I need to do it publicly because I literally had people reaching out to me being, go see a doctor. This is not something <clears throat> yes. to mess around with. And I basically had to say, yes, I know. I already have a doctor's appointment scheduled. I like, I'm just playing it up for the podcast a little Screw bit. Screw you it's, people for caring about me. No, no, I'm very, very thankful uh -huh. that people care about me. I had uh, basically pushed my earwax in one of my ears, like completely clogged it up in a way that 
I thought maybe I even injured my eardrum. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I was dealing with not only basically not being able to hear out of my left ear. Um, I think I put it at about 30% hearing out of my left ear. What I'm realizing now is it was maybe at 30%, but it cut out such a huge spectrum of the sound. Like the um, like anything over a certain pitch was just gone. So, um, so anyways, but I also had like tinnitus nonstop, which isn't painful necessarily. It's just super annoying, right? Like it's one yeah. of those things where you just have the ringing nonstop. So For yeah, the English crowd that's tinnitus. Oh, tinnitus. Uh, tinnitus. Apologies. Tinnitus yes. uh, uh, is tinnitus. <laughs> that's how you get tinnitus. Uh, doctor looked in my ears and said, "Yep, that's earwax." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Uh, and so they Thank did. You, they did a water irrigation, which they've uh, I've had done before on my ears. I have my ears have a lot of wax buildup, and every once in a while, I just should probably go get this done. But, Does it make um, you dizzy? Doesn't that like it, upset sure. your balance? A oh, lot? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't too bad for me, uh, but it was it was it was funny because they did the the clogged ear first, the left ear, and when the biggest, and I'll try not to be too graphic. I know this can be really gross for some people, but I'll just say the biggest chunk. When the biggest chunk came out of my <laughs> left eye, that was too much chunk is too. <laughs> what kind of word? No. Should I, no, when uh, when the biggest um, Sedim- sediment sediment <laughs> when the largest section of the blockage uh, was removed, um, it was it was miraculous. The like my world opened up. I had been probably two to three weeks since wow. I'd only been hearing out of one side of of my head, and it was like. Oh, this I, I remember now what the world sounds like in stereo. Um, and it's I a bit emotional, genuinely. I, like it, it, getting a it sense genuinely back. was yeah. like there was mm-hmm. this relief of pressure. The tinnitus stopped. Yeah. Uh, the tinnitus uh, stopped immediately. Um, so it tinnitus. was it was glorious, beautiful, and everything sounded higher pitched because I was hearing that you know that entire range. Mm. Like when I was listening to the the song, this opening song that we we just played, I was hearing like all that stuff going on on the upper end that I hadn't heard in a while <laughs> in the stereo of it. It was so fun. So then they go to do the right ear because there's a ton of wax in there too, even though it's not blocked off and immediately block off the right ear. Like immediately upon starting to do the irrigation, everything shuts down in the right ear. And I'm just like, no, please tell me I'm not no. walking out of here with my situation reversed. Um, oh, and it was no. literally blocked for another two minutes uh, before she could get the major blockage out of that one. But the two major blockages were marble sized, my friends, marble sized in my ear. So I just, everything on you big, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Daniel. (laughs) Before we get into the show, I have a quick correction to make from last week. Yeah, do it. So Jace, we were talking about, and I'm glad you're here, Daniel. We were talking about the discord names and how people change their names depending on the month based on a sins team member. Yeah. And this or June was for Daniel. And I accidentally, I was throwing some shade at JCD's um, unimaginative attempt. Um, and I said, Josh, to begin with, and then said JCD. Um, and I just wanted to say, Josh, your attempt was just as unimaginative. It's not just JCD, <laughs> so I just want to correct myself that yours is equally as unimpressive as JCD's, and I'm pretty sure that's what Josh 
meant when he called me out on the mistake. I'm, I'm sure pretty it is. sure that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It is Daniel month uh, on the Discord right now. So lots of Cardoso's and, and Daniels. Oh, oh that's July. true. It's July. Is, do we have a July? I mean, there's only seven of us, so there's twelve months. Wait, so. what? Where did the other five go? Where did this happen? Shh, nobody knows about the other five. Oh, oh it's going to start some rumors. That is absolutely yes, going to start some rumors. Uh, uh, Nick hanging out in the chat. Nick and I, like Nick, is now number one in the Beat Star world. By the way, so you know those oh. those who have had either Ian or I in that place in their mind, it's not us. It's not no, us. It, it is. is not. I've dropped off the map. It is Nick, one hundred percent. Now he is killing it. Mm.